0: Welcome in to another Week in Review, brought to you by The Double Life. Welcome in. I'm John Boosdar and this is week in review. It's the week of uh December third today's date and um hope you're having a good week. I hope you're uh able to relax a little bit holiday season is upon us, but Thanksgiving's over, so that whole situation is over with i uh you know I hope it went well for you. That's all said and done and fun. And games and it's over. But now we all brace for the bigger holiday of the two. Which for some people, uh, they don't even celebrate. And that's the big thing to consider. Um, You know, people celebrate Hanukkah. People celebrate Kwanzaa, which I don't know a damn thing about. And people obviously celebrate Christmas here in America, which is the other point that we need to address that not everyone else does the same shit that we do, which I think for some people is uh hard to grasp, you know, um, and if you grew up in this country, that's kind of a major thing that's always been there, right. Celebrating Christmas and that in itself is, uh, is important for people. And I get that. I think this year in itself has also been very different in the sense that I talked about it last time, but you know, the whole, I was more speculating about like black Friday and cyber Monday, but that concept was very real. I don't think it really hit home the way people expected. And then also with, you know, everything being so digitalized at this point, no one's really going to stores. So that appeal is gone. Um, for better or for worse and you know the positive thing is that you would think to a degree hey people are shopping less but is that really the case are they just shopping as much or even more because now it's become something where it's super accessible to buy whatever the fuck you want as opposed to what you need you know That's an important thing to think about because that's very much how it was before. Granted people would go and shop just aimlessly to look around because that was fun for people, which I get, I guess sort of. Um, But for me, I didn't really get, uh, you know, I wake up with, you know, intentions of just walking around the mall just to shop and find stuff that, wasn't never really something that I thought was, um, you know, seemed like a lot of fun. But nowadays, I mean, the equivalent of that would be just to browse on your computer, on your Amazon, whatever. I don't want to plug Amazon, but that, I mean, at this point, it's hard to you know, argue that people aren't going to be doing that. You know, some things that I do though, I would kind of, um, support and definitely put their name in the hat or whatever that phrase goes. B and H photo. I highly recommend, you know, depending on what you're getting, right? Obviously you're not going to find everything out there, but I think if you're, there's a bunch of credible online retailers out there besides just Amazon. Um, and that's an important thing I think we need to understand too. Cause like things are going out of business left and right, you know, gu- guitar center just uh, filed for bankruptcy, which is crazy. And I think whenever a store files for bankruptcy and I find out about it or I read some sort of article, I think in my head, I'm like, Oh, when was the last time I actually stepped inside a guitar center or, you know, whatever the store may be. And then I go, oh, fuck. That's probably why they're going out of business. Because I I haven't, you know. And I know I'm not the main consumer. I don't play guitar or, um, you know, buy that equipment, really, for the most part. Now, with podcasting and what I'm doing now, there's that push to go out and learn more about equipment and you know, buying various things like that. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, I wouldn't buy a microphone on Amazon. That's for, for damn sure. But because I think as much as, uh, Amazon might have what you need, it's also a matter of really making sure you're getting the right product. And, uh, You know, Guitar Center is not going to fuck around. They're going to give you the right thing. B&H Photo is going to give you the right thing. Uh, Sweetwater, that's another one. They're going to give you the right thing. The um, appeal for... uh, You know, actually, the guests that I talk to, all of them, really, um, when it comes to musicians, is they... Are making music, but in a much different way. And you would think that, you know, with that sort of, uh, mindset of, um, you know, the virus and having to be at home and record in that sort of situation, it would prompt them to buy their own equipment and do all that stuff. And I think that is happening and that is very, real and very much a part of uh you know um the process nowadays but maybe that's something i should ask the bands and artists i talk to is like where do you get your stuff from where do you get your equipment where do you get your um gear when it comes to various things like that um our guests this week this past week was the band Filler from originally from Cleveland right but just all over the map which was interesting I didn't know that and I think right away that's how the interview started which is also something to uh, probably address is the fact that it was very different in that way Um, I've had two guests before I had Zach Zach McKinley and um, Sean Kasoy In the early days of the show, that was my having two guests and that, that worked for the most part. They knew each other really well. Um, I knew Zach relatively well and it worked, it worked, it worked, it worked, you know, it wasn't too big of a deal. That being said, it's not necessarily my preferable way of doing things. Um, and it's often something to consider, right? Cause I mean, in person, it wouldn't be a big deal. I think it'd be easier for the microphones and for you as a listener to differentiate between the people that are talking. And it is also a little less hectic because you, um, you know, you're not stepping on people as they say, just cause you're not going to be you're in the same room. So, you know, if someone's talking or going to start a conversation, like a make a point or something and you're not going to interrupt them and talk over it, which is, you know, in this modern day with zoom and Skype and all that, it's very, very easy to do that. Um, try taking a college course during this period of time. And, uh, you know, that point in the point in the class when the teacher's like, Hey, does anyone have any questions? And then you literally have, you know, four minutes of people just stumbling over each other initially, that's what happens. And then after that, no one has any questions cause they don't want to deal with that bullshit. Um, they're like, I'll just email you later. I'm not about to, you know, get in a weird stumble match with, you know, some other person in my, um, class over a computer and just that whole mess of situations. So that being said, the interview went surprisingly well, considering there was uh, five of us, you know, myself and all four of them um, in the band Filler. They're super rad. Really nice dudes. Their songs are really good. I don't know if you get a chance to go listen to their music. I highly recommend it. The um, The numbers are also pretty solid. I like to see it's always astounding to me how, um, successful certain bands could be. It's always like, Oh wow. Not necessarily the band itself. It's just like people that I talk to and the amount of, um, plays that they have, I'm always thrown away, like blown away by, um, the amount of success. I'm like, wow, that's so impressive. And that's so cool that I was able to talk to them with, um, you know, the amount of reach that they have and various things like that. I was, um, I don't know. It's cool. And it's especially cool to meet someone who's uh, or a group of people that are really down to earth and super rad and you know um, humble. You know that's I think a, uh, a super good trait. But for filler, I mean, one of their songs, "Piece of You," has sixty thousand plays, and then "Pocket Changes," their newest one, has like sixteen thousand. And that's awesome. That's super cool. So that's one thing. I'm not saying listen to it because it has a bunch of plays, but that's a factor going into it a little bit, right? Because you look at a song, although I don't know, I guess numbers don't matter, but it is cool to see. I think from an artistic standpoint that they're able to get those numbers And that's got to be a motivating factor going into making more music, right? Because they're getting a little bit of kickback on that. They're obviously seeing a positive reception and that's got to be awesome. That's got to be super awesome as someone who's uh, aspiring to do music, to have that reassurance. And that's super cool. So um, let's see, what what else can we? Talk about with them I liked the fact That uh, Like all four of them Were basically in different areas Kind of fucking crazy I didn't expect that um, Not only four different areas But four very different areas Like two uh, You know Different parts of the country Which is crazy um, And they're still able to make it work that song that i just mentioned um piece of you that has the most plays and i think that's the one that they mentioned has or was um recorded in uh this this period of time when they were just uh, you know all over the place and that's cool you know that's a new skill that's a skill that probably a lot of artists have had to learn and have had to get used to um to an extent i think the the one thing to consider is that situation of them being relatively younger and being in college and and going to different colleges these uh other bands that i spoke to a lot of them were more solo artists next week's guest is uh going to be a solo artist who um does music by himself and he has a band but for the most part sort of just him kind of grinding away at it and that's what i think is you know obviously a million times easier during these times because uh it's just i don't know you just got to work with yourself you don't have to deal with the whole concept of communicating that way but what I did also find you know really cool and what seemed like a lot of fun was the fact that they're all really good friends from a young age and they would go and rent out areas and record the album and to me that sounds like the the greatest you know like weekend or week or whatever to uh, you know spend that time to Just do music and hang out with my, you know, best friends and sounds really cool. And I think that's my, you know, little last point and takeaway from my interview with them is that they seem like they're really having a good time, that they're doing well. Um, They're good friends from the beginning. They all are still going to school and pursuing their degrees. So they, you know, have a backup plan if things don't work out, which You know It's smart No matter how you look at it That's smart Right So I don't know I um Yeah I enjoyed it Go listen to Their music uh, The two songs that I mentioned And um Yeah go check them out At Official Filler That is What I'm gonna say about that Now, a couple things to consider. Now, I, uh, these weeks and reviews, weekend reviews are always just kind of, I don't know, I never know what to talk about. And I'm always like, uh, I don't know, I I almost don't want to do them, but then I do want to do them because it seems like it's, seems to be fine just to go into stuff and ramble and, It gives you more content as a listener to listen to it. But it also blows my mind that there's people out there that are listening to this and going, oh yeah, this is, um, appealing for one reason or another, which is crazy. The week in review thing came out on Spotify. If you did not if you don't have Spotify, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But a lot of people do have Spotify and a lot of people Looked at that and did it. And, um, I enjoyed mine. <laughs> that sounds weird. I enjoyed it. I wasn't disappointed, which I think could happen. I don't know about disappointment. It depends who you are, right? Cause I think for some people, they may be disappointed. Like, fuck man. That was my top artist. That's who I listened to the most. That's the biggest song. I listened to, damn, you know. and I'm not saying mine was perfect. I'm not saying uh, I had this really cool, eclectic, rad, amazing um, thing. My number four song was Intentions by Justin Bieber. So, you know, take that as you may. But number one is Omaha by Toro y Moi. My man, Chaz Bear. And then Phoebe Bridges on twice on my top five. Cause she is my favorite human being. My biggest crush of the year. Dream girl for sure. If you don't, um, I mean, here's some things to recommend for you. The listener Toro y moi, If you don't know who that is, highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend you're getting a little Toro in your life. Amazing artist and a super rad human being all around. Um, Just maybe, I don't know, look into him a little bit too. Chaz, um, Chaz Bear. Formerly Chaz Bundick. Changed the name to Chaz Bear. And now, well, he's known as Toro Imwa. That's his artist name. Also, um... Phoebe Bridgers. It's really hard for me to think that you haven't heard of Phoebe Bridgers. I feel like this year, my social media social media feeds have been dominated by uh, Phoebe Bridgers, and that might just be the people that I follow. But uh, no, I think across the board, quite frankly, like every every magazine, every music thing, every you know uh even just people that I follow, you know are all giving massive kudos to Phoebe Bridger. her album Punisher came out, and um she got tons of uh Grammy nominations, which is amazing. I really, really, really hope she wins one or two or all of them um she sure as hell deserves it. Punisher is arguably one of the best albums of the year um and that's all I'm going to say. I love her to death and I highly recommend you go listen to her. It's amazing. The um, the other artist I had was Oliver Tree, <laughs> which if you don't know Oliver Tree, another person. I, I would go listen to his music. He's an interesting cat because he... Um, you know, if you were to look at interviews with him, you might think he's kind of an asshole. But uh, I feel... Sympathetic for him in a way. Um, he was sort of like a meme person, personality, YouTube kind of thing. He had really good songs. Um, he makes good music. He he is an awesome artist. He um, retired from music, if I'm not mistaken. It's hard to tell sometimes because he's really funny and comical but can be very serious and aggressive and uh somewhat violent if you will and it's hard to tell I'm like oh did he really retire because it looks like it he's freaking the fuck out right now but I think since then like songs have come out with other people which I don't know but uh I don't know the I think the song well, the album that he made was technically his first album, which is also mind blowing because he was an artist for a few years and he made extremely expensive, um, music videos and did a bunch of cool shit, but never actually released the album. And there was a whole issue with his record label. And that in itself is an interesting, interesting thing to look into. If you haven't, I recommend checking out the H3 podcast with uh, Ethan and Gila Klein. And they have an episode with Oliver Tree. The second one came out, I guess, this year, I want to say. Yeah, it has to be. Had to have been this year. It was this year, 2020, Oliver Tree on the H3H three podcasts and that is a interesting watch it um that's where i say he comes off kind of like a dickhead um he he sort of is in that and i don't know if it's like part of the act or not but he does seem genuinely upset about how he was treated about or uh with uh his record label and everything and quite frankly he seems like someone i would hang out with It seems weird because I sure as hell didn't uh, endorse him super well right there. But I mean, I don't know. I think I feel bad at the end of the day. I feel bad for a, a millionaire musician. But still, I don't know if he's a millionaire. I don't know if he is. Regardless, he's still a human being that has feelings, right? Like you can't just take that off the table because he has a ton of money. You can't go, hey, he doesn't have Emotions. He's not a real person because he's super rich. Doesn't make any sense. I still respect Oliver Tree and everything he's done. And, um, yeah, go listen to his newest album, which um, it was released this year. I guess it's his only album, so it's not really a newest album thing. It's called Ugly is Beautiful. And... I also want to mention that Toro Imois who I was talking about in the beginning, he was also nominated with the uh, flume for a Grammy. So kudos to Phoebe Bridgers and Toro for uh, the Grammy nods. Noms, Grammy noms, nods. I don't quite know. I feel like I've heard both and I, I'm not really too confident about either. Um, the other artists that I would actually, you know, one thing I want to talk about is the fact that black Sabbath was on, uh, my like top five bands, which that's cool. It's a bit, uh, unexpected. It's one of those bands where like, I was like, yeah, I definitely listened to them a little bit, but not enough for it to be like my top band, which seems odd. I listened to St. Vitus dance off of, uh, volume four on the black Sabbath Uh, discography, that song specifically I listened to a fuck ton of times also under the sun. And those are the songs that probably put them on my top five, which is cool. No disrespect. Let's do a little speed run old crow medicine show. Genevieve is amazing. It's one of my top songs. Um, my buddy Corbin Randall, his song online, I played it and I played it again and I played it and I played it and played it. And played it. I played it over and over again. Cause it's a great song. Also, uh, um, my mom wouldn't get far by the game, which that one's the one that I would be embarrassed of. That was in my top top, but also that's a pretty good song. It's, uh, I don't know. In My Room, Frank Ocean. I like it. I like it. I like it. The Front Bottoms. I haven't listened to The Front Bottoms in forever. Uh, MF Doom, Vomit Spit, and play, Pale Blue Eyes by The Velvet Underground. You know why I like that song or play that song a lot recently? It was because... um. It's one of those songs that you obviously know, and you listen to, and then you watch something, and suddenly, it like, plays a song. It's in whatever you're watching, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that song," and you start listening to it all the time, and all of a sudden, you want to listen to it all the time. That's what happened to me. Um, the thing that I watched was Aziz's, Aziz Ansari, his uh, stand-up special which i guess came out last year wasn't this year i'm pretty sure it was last year that came out and he introduces uh well the intro song is pale blue eyes by the velvet underground and it ends with that song as well and i like aziz i liked that special i like the velvet underground big fan of lou reed and i just played that song for a really long period of time. I think that's what it comes down to, right? Like these whole, your top songs for the years is kind of like what you were vibing with for a period of time, just kind of played, you know? And it's like, which one of these songs did you vibe with the most before something new came around, right? Like that's why your artist or song is number one and one song is number six or whatever. It's like the period of time that. It took for a new song to come around, which is a good barometer, I guess, to an extent. Um, Another artist I want to talk about is Vagabon. V-A-G-A-B-O-N. A A Cameroonian artist. She's amazing. I found out about um, her music through NPR. I think it was Prairie Home Companion or one of those shows. I was driving, um, getting lunch or dinner or something. I don't remember, but driving on my home, driving on my way home, listening to that. And she was performing a set. And I remember her being in the middle of a song, um, my favorite song by her, Every Woman. And it was playing. And I sat there in my driveway for like two minutes, two minutes just listening and being memorized, mesmerized by, uh, how beautiful the song was, how beautiful her voice and the, and the, and the lyrics and what she was saying and just being absolutely blown away by it. And I shazammed it. My shazam had no idea or Siri or whatever. Um, they're like, Oh, we don't know what song that is. I was like, Oh fuck. And I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till, uh, you know, the sets over and they say who it is and they said very briefly vagabond and naturally I like googled vagabond because I was like oh they said vagabond but it was vagabond and I'm glad I did she's an amazing artist and one of the best artists that I have found this year all right well that's it I think this went a lot better than I expected. I really wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. I was like, I don't need to do it this week. I liked it. I think it went well. It's a week in review. I'm John Booster. We'll see you next week. Episode on Tuesday. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow me at the double life pod on Twitter at double life pod and subscribe tell your friends tell your family and i appreciate all your support thank you thank you see you guys next week adios